Good morning. It is Tuesday, January 30th. Here's what we're working on. The federal government is pausing medical assistance in dying for people with mental illness. Former Major League Manager Jimmy Williams, who spent nine seasons with the Blue Jays, has died. And four years after his death, Rush drummer Neil Peart's latest book is about to be published. shaping up already. I'm optimistic from all the sunshine yesterday. I it's say, like I got an overdose of sunshine. I say, I say, I say, it was a <laughs> it was banner beautiful. day. Yeah, we had some sun. It was, it was so nice to see. And right. you know, it, was, it wasn't in the forecast, but we got occasional little breaks of some sun, which was so nice, some blue sky, and yay, that'll pretty much be the way it'll be today. Can I say? Sure you I, can I, say. I, I walked the kids to swimming lessons last night, normally in January, because I've been driving them. It's, yes. not too, it's not too far, but we walked. We were walking home. It was almost 7 o'clock. And it was still, still light. light out. Yes. Ah. Yeah. And there was a beautiful sunset walking home last night uh, oh, coming nice. up on 7 o'clock. Yeah, so I noticed that around 6 o'clock, that it, was, it wasn't dark. It was like, yeah, what? okay, mm -hmm. we'll take this. Um, yeah. yeah, so the days are getting longer. We're almost to February, almost to February. So close. Um, today, we're not going to be quite as mild. Yesterday, we got to 3 degrees, so not bad for this time of year. Today, we should hit plus 1. And again today, like yesterday, a cloudy sky with chance of some flurries. But we could get some, you know, little blue breaks of some sky in there. So we could see a little bit of sunshine as the day progresses. Tomorrow, we're going to see some sunshine. We should have a mix of sun and clouds, and that's going to help our temperature tomorrow. As I said, today plus one. Tomorrow, we should hit five degrees for the day tomorrow. So a better day to cap off January tomorrow. We're sitting right on the freezing mark right now. So we'll talk about the forecast coming up on to traffic this morning. Here's the 403 Watertown Road. We start with that camera because we know it'll be there. Um, that's looking okay right now. Let's go to some MTO traffic cameras and uh, check what's happening in Stony Creek. Here's Millen Road. Looks pretty good at the moment. There are no collisions. There's no volume. Top of the Skyway Bridge all the way through Burlough, Burlington to Oakville. Doing okay so far today, so nothing going on on the roads. We'll look at weather and traffic in detail coming up right now. The news. Thank you, Brian. The federal government has decided to pause and reassess its decision to expand medical assistance in dying made to those only suffering from a mental illness. Simone Gavros joins us now with more. Hi, good morning, Annette. Well, yes, this decision comes as the looming deadline was set for March 17th. But Canada's health minister says that the country isn't ready for such a significant step. Now, this decision comes after a committee the findings from the final report from a joint parliamentary committee where they heard testimony from many stakeholders. The findings around the controversial expansion showed that fundamental issues have not been resolved yet. This includes significant questions around assessments for those requesting an assisted death, leaving practitioners concerned. Now, this isn't the first time the government delayed a decision on this specific expansion. There was a legislated one-year delay last year, allowing medical providers more time to prepare. Now, proponents of the expansion say that another delay could amount to discrimination. Now, the government says that it will introduce a legislation for this delay ahead of the set expansion date for March 17th. But for now, Tim, I'll send things over to you. 
All right, thanks, Simone. Well, Ontario's police watchdog is investigating a deadly crash in Burlington involving Halton police. So around 4 o'clock yesterday morning, the driver of a pickup truck lost control and flipped over on the Branch Street off-ramp from the QEW. Just 15 minutes earlier, Halton police say they had stopped this truck at Guelph Line for speeding, but the driver took off. A 26-year-old passenger in the truck was killed in this crash. Three other people inside were taken to hospital, including a 27-year-old man who was in critical condition. Well, Hamilton man is expected to be sentenced next week after pleading guilty to assault during a threatening, transphobic, and racist rant on an HSR bus. Christopher Pertula videotaped his rant on the bus with homophobic and racial slurs and posted it online in August of 22. The Crown Prosecutor presented more video yesterday that they plan to use in the sentencing hearing. Pertula's defense lawyer has asked to, uh, to go over the video, telling the judge this latest video is not something he would have wanted her to see. And the case is back in court coming up on Tuesday. Hamilton councillors have delayed a vote on public versus private operation of Hamilton's light rail transit when it's built for the first decade. A staff report suggests that with a recommended third-party model, the city could focus on customer service, which would likely be the lowest cost. The head of the Amalgamated Transit Union, though, is among those against a privately run LRT, saying the cut costs would put a burden on workers. A Toronto councillor, Josh Matlow, warns against a private-public partnership based on experience from the Eglinton Crosstown Rapid Transit Line in his city. Hamilton councillor Cameron Kretsch is also asking for a vote against the private-public partnership. Based on the discussions I've been part of, based on what I've heard today, based on the experience from across the continent, we know that keeping these, these projects public can have a range of benefits. Uh, some of those benefits extend far beyond the sort of rubric we saw today. But a couple important things that came out for Model 4. Greatest opportunity to influence idea. That's inclusivity, diversity, equity, and accessibility. And we heard a whole delegation about some of the accessibility concerns, and I think we have to be concerned about that. Hamilton's vote on March 21st, when all councillors will be present, will only be an endorsement. The final decision on who will run Hamilton's LRT is going to be made by Metrolinx. Well, questions are looming about the province's plan to relocate several Service Ontario centres into Staples stores. Six privately operated Service Ontario locations will open this Thursday, including two in Oakville and Welland. The Minister of Public and Business Service Delivery, Todd McCarthy, says the partnership is going to save about a million dollars over three years. But when asked repeatedly to explain where the savings would come from, he would not reveal the details of the contract, explain why there wasn't a bidding process, or give an exact answer about how much this will cost taxpayers. Speaking of cost, this year's NFL championship game between the Kansas City Chiefs and San Francisco 49ers is going to be the most expensive Super Bowl on record. The online reseller TickPick says as of yesterday, the average price to go to the game is about $9,800. Of course, that's U.S. That's 70% more expensive than last year. But ticket prices might come down a little bit as the game gets closer, with resellers looking to dump their seats for lower prices. This is going to be the Chiefs' fourth time to the Super Bowl in five years. 
Vegas might have something to do with that. So I think I'll just stay in the comfy confines of my place and watch the big game. Quiet week in the NHL as we get into sports lines. We head towards the All-Star break uh, starting Thursday in Toronto. The Leafs actually don't play again until Monday. Only one game on the ice last night where the Senators mounted a nice comeback on home ice. Here's the action we've been waiting for. Giroux gets it back. Stutzlock. Back to Giroux. One-timer. And Claude Giroux scores! Yeah, Ottawa's Claude Giroux would score the OT winner for the Sens as they completed the comeback against the Nashville Predators. They were down 3-0 after the first period, which would score three themselves in the second and won it on Giroux's 15th 4-3 the final from the Canadian Tire Centre in Canada. Sens have one more before they start their little break against the Red Wings in Detroit on Wednesday. Thunder under 44%. SGA step back. Headline game in the NBA last night had Hamilton Shea, Gilgis Alexander and his OKC Thunder hosting Minnesota in a tilt between the top two teams in the Western Conference. SGA would lead the way as he normally does, this time dropping 37 points, now has over 30 in six straight games. But Anthony Edwards led his T-Wolves to the 107-101 win with 27 points. Mini takes a hold of the lead in the West by a game over the Thunder. Not the only can-con on the hardcore last night. What about Kitchener's Jamal Murray? As his Denver Nuggets were hosting Giannis and the Bucks in the debut of their new coach, Doc Rivers. It was Murray leading the way, along with Nikola Jokic, who recorded his 14th triple-double of the season. Jamal had 35 to lead all scores in the 113-107 final. Next up for Murray and the Nugs is a date with SGA and the Thunder. Come tomorrow night. Let's get back to the ice where after almost two years, Russian teen Kamila Valieva has been stripped of her gold medal from the 2022 Beijing Olympic Games after an investigation and appeal process by the Court of Arbitration for Sport found the 15-year-old guilty for doping and forced a disqualification for the Russian squad the event. That means the United States are promoted from second to first. Canada finished fourth, should be promoted to bronze, but the results still need to be confirmed with Russia losing Valieva's scores. But Kirsten Moore Towers of St. Catharines and Maddie Skizas of Oakville would receive the bronze as members of the Canadian team. Rare trade between the uh, Ticats and Argos took place yesterday with linebacker Jordan Williams joining the Tabbies in a trade involving draft picks with the two swapping first-round picks in this year's draft, along with the negotiation rights to receiver Deontay Burnett. Last year, Williams made 48 tackles, four special teams tackles in his debut season with the Argos after being drafted first overall in 2020 by the Lions, where he was named CFL's Rookie of the Year in 2021. And we finish with former Blue Jays manager Jimmy Williams, who passed away at the age of 80. Williams started as a third base, co third base coach with the Jays in 1980, was named manager from 86 to 89, replacing Bobby Cox. In 1997, he joins the Red Sox and was named AL Manager of the Year in 1999. His final gig as skipper was with the Houston Astros, where he managed from 2002 to 2004. Jimmy Williams was 80 years old. It's 6-11, and it's the second last day of January already. January's just flying by. Pretty soon it'll be February, and hopefully we'll get more sunshine. Um, it's been pretty gray. It'll be another gray day today. Uh, looking at traffic, 403 and Waterdown Road, once again, no problems right there. Everything's moving nicely. We have no problems in the Hamilton area. Link, Red Hill Valley Parkway, all wide open. To our MTO traffic cameras, we'll start in uh, Stony Creek. 
Sorry, St. Catharines, I usually start with you, but we have no Niagara cameras today for some reason. So here's the QEW at Millen Road. That's doing okay. Uh, 403 Junction with the QEW coming out of Hamilton. All fine. Ford plant, nothing. Cooksville Creek looks pretty good. That's basically how everything looks so far this morning. Okay, temperature at the moment right on the freezing mark, but there's been a bit of a wind. That wind is dying off right now. It was gusting to almost 40 kilometers an hour last hour, but it's it's come down south at about 17. That makes it feel like minus five. It is a cloudy start to the day today. Uh, let's go. Let's go a little further along in our forecast here. So what we're looking for today is a high of plus one and we'll get a 30% chance of some flurry activity as the day progresses, but we could see just a little bit of sunshine. So, you know, if we get some blue sky on and off throughout the day, that'd be nice. We'll see some sun minus five for tonight. Tomorrow we should hit five degrees. So as we cap off January tomorrow, we are going to get a bit of sunshine, a mix of sun and clouds, we'll call it. And then we get into February on Thursday. It looks like it's going to be fairly cloudy, but look at the temperatures. They're going to stay up there even as we go through Groundhog Day on uh, Friday. Uh, let's look at your forecast. We'll look uh, coming up in detail on the forecast. We'll try to we'll try to get some Niagara cameras as well on that, Tim. Okay, right now on our camera, Emily Vukovich. What you got coming up in chit chat? Well, I have a question for you guys. When there's something strange in your neighborhood, who are you gonna call? Ghostbusters. Yeah. There you go. That's right. New Ghostbusters <laughs> is coming out, and we've got some fan favorites joining the cast. They are back. How come you're not getting me in trouble for ruining this one? Well, because I you. let you ruin it. Oh. Preface, oh. Tim always ruins my teases. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so that one. That's why I was a little wary about answering the question I, I that I'd be yelled at for scared. ruining it. Ghostbusters? Uh, uh, Ghostbusters? Uh, wait, way to go, this, Tim. Way to ruin my tease. Is this a trick? Or? <laughs> no, 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 no. We've got old cast members joining a new cast for the brand new Ghostbusters movie, so we're going to be discussing that. And okay. Neil Peart has put out a coffee table book. I should say his team has put out a coffee table book, and it's pretty cool. Okay. Right on. We'll see you in a little bit over the couch. All right. Right after the break, Toyota and GM telling thousands of owners to stop driving their vehicles immediately. I'll tell you what's behind this urgent recall. Six sixteen on your Tuesday morning, and the Canadian dollar is up six basis points to seventy-four point six cents U.S. Gold is up eight dollars and eighty cents. Crude oil is up thirteen cents to seventy-six dollars ninety-one cents a barrel. Checking midday trading in Europe, markets are up in London, Frankfurt, and Paris. Off to Europe we go. Actually, off to Asia we go, I should say. You just did do Europe. I yeah, listen to you're you going all the farther. Time. Yeah. Uh, markets are up in Tokyo, down in Hong Kong and Shanghai. What about North American markets on Monday to start the trading week? Looking pretty good. Triple-digit gains for Wall Street. Um, some gains for Bay Street as well. Let's see how they do on this Tuesday, January the 30th. Toyota and General Motors are telling the owners of about 61,000 older Corolla, Matrix, RAV4 and Pontiac Vibe models to stop driving them immediately because the airbag 
may kill you. About 7,600 of these vehicles are in Canada. Now, over the last decade, over 100 million Takata airbag inflators sold around the world have been at risk of exploding and hurling shrapnel at drivers. More than 30 deaths have been linked to this faulty product. The urgent recall covers certain Corolla compact cars and Matrix hatchbacks from 2003 and 2004, as well as RAV4 SUVs from 2004 and 2005. Also covered are Pontiac Vibes from 03 and 04. Owners should contact a dealer instead of driving the vehicles in for repairs. Dealers can set up mobile repair, towing, or pickup and delivery. Philadelphia jury has ordered Bayer, the company behind the Roundup weed killer, to pay more than $2 billion to a Pennsylvania man who got cancer after using the product. So Bayer acquired agrochemical giant Monsanto back in 2018. According to a news release, John McKivzen was diagnosed with non-Hodgkin lymphoma after using Roundup for 20 years. Late Friday, the jury found Monsanto was negligent and that Monsanto failed to warn that Roundup is a defective cancer-causing product. So the man's attorney said the verdict, quote, sends a clear message that this multinational corporation needs top-to-bottom change. Technical issues have once again delayed expansion of the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Trans Mountain Corporation says the problems were discovered last week during construction work in BC's Fraser Valley. The pipeline's been under construction for more than three years and Canadian oil prices have already started ramping up production ahead of this expected additional export capacity. Canadian heavy crude took a big price hit after the news of the delay broke yesterday. Flair Airlines CEO Stephen Jones says the company has a, a payment plan in place with the Canada Revenue Agency to pay off millions in unpaid taxes. Jones says Flair owes Ottawa $67.2 million in unpaid import duties on the 20 Boeing 737 MAX jetliners that make up the budget airline's fleet. He also says the order obtained by the CRA for the seizure and sale of Flair Airlines property has no impact on its operations. Leon's Furniture is getting into real estate with plans to build close to 4,000 homes around its head office in Toronto. The furniture chain says it's already secured rezoning for 16.2 hectares, that's about 40 acres, of land near highways 401 and the 400. The residential plan includes townhouses, mid- and high-rise buildings, along with community space. Leon says it'll help meet the overwhelming demand for additional housing in Toronto, and their CEO adds it will also generate, quote, substantial value for shareholders of Leon's Furniture Limited. All right, 620 is the time coming off a beautiful day on Monday. Can we get a repeat affair on this Tuesday? Brian's going to let us know right after this. All right, 623 is the time. Let's get you into this. Uh, what is today? Tuesday, the 30th of January. Temperature right now sitting on the freezing mark, but the winds make it feel like about minus five, and it's a very cloudy start to the day. For school today, uh, we should climb to plus one, so not very far to go. It's going to be a cloudy day. We could get some flurries this morning. We have a system just to the west of us that is just going to glance by us. It's not really going to bring us any precipitation, but then a ridge of high is going to get us back into some sunshine finally, and that's going to be for the day tomorrow as we cap off January. Today, temperatures anywhere from one to three to four degrees. There's that little bit of flurry activity. Some areas, they do have some sunshine in the forecast, just a little bit though. 
Tonight, minus 1 to minus 5, so a chillier night, minus 6 for Brantford. Um, the skies will start to clear, and that's why the temperature will be a fair bit chillier. Tomorrow should be nice. We'll start off with lots of sun, a little bit of cloud cover. Temperatures 4, 5, and 6 degrees, even 7 for Toronto. So pretty nice day for tomorrow. So we'll have a quick check of the long range once again. 4 degrees as we get into thir uh, Thursday and February, but fairly cloudy. Cloudy again for Groundhog Day, and then a sunny temperatures, a little bit cooler, a sunny weekend to come. That's a look at your forecast. Annette, Tim. Okay, thanks very much. This is very cool. A team of explorers may have discovered what led to Amelia Earhart's disappearance in 1937. Deep Sea Vision says their autonomous underwater vehicle has caught sonar images of what looks like a plane that's similar to Earhart's. That was a surreal moment. Uh, you know, we'd been going for 90 days and the team was frustrated and, you know, everybody's kind of on each other's nerves at this point, uh, disappointed, but, you know, you see that come across the screen and, you know, suddenly it's like, wow, that's different. Um, and you don't, you know, you see weird rock formations and things on the bottom of the ocean, but you're not gonna see like that nice, um, that nice T shape that an airplane forms. Yeah, like the chance of finding that. That's mm -hmm. the CEO of Deep Sea Vision. So the sonar image of what the explorers hope is Earnhardt's plane was taken from the bottom of the Pacific Ocean about 160 kilometers from the uninhabited Howland Island, which is about halfway between Hawaii and Australia. Now, the CEO says the three-month mission, it was a big gamble as he put up $11 million of his own money. But now he says it paid off. His team hopes to go back to explore the area later this year. Fascinating. To find that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay, we got lots more interesting stuff to come. Stay do with we? us. We do. Oh, okay. We have to tell them. Oh, we do. We do. Yeah. Obligated. We do. And then we, just, we do. And then smile. <laughs>